The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Thursday, July 26, 2018 This is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com How you doing? My name is Bob Hello, Bob Hi, Rachel uh, Coming up on today's show Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs Is here today Hooray! The Freedom Caucus is busily obstructing justice to protect Trump. Boo! I don't know why I got started doing this bit, but I I should probably continue, right? Uh, We'll also explain what the hell's happening in the Cohen-Trump tapes. Yay! See, I keep doing it. And Trump said we shouldn't believe what we see and read because the truth has a well-known anti-Trump bias, right? Wrong. Oh, yeah, by the way, and speaking of Biff, if the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, Head on over to Bubble Genius and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll. Everyone needs one. Malcolm Nance demanded one on Twitter yesterday. It features the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Can you name all the members of the cabinet? Okay, let's drop it. What? I mean, I am not going to take a test for you. I mean, if that came up in conversation... We're conversing. Oh, no, the names of the cabinet have slipped my mind. Say, do you know them? Okay, don't name them for me. Just tell me if you know. Yes, Aaron, I know the names of the cabinet. Okay. All 12? Yes. There's only 10. You're feeling good, aren't you? I'm starting to, yeah. Hey, we may do Capitals of the States next. Bob Seska! Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show! Okay, enough screwing around. It is Trump Crisis Day 553, 102 days until the 2018 midterms and possibly the end of American democracy as we know it, according to Malcolm Nance. He said it right here on this show. What did I say? I'm just passing along the bad news. Don't attack the messenger. All right, without any further ado, oh my God, this it's been a while since we've talked to Charles Johnson. Let's bring him in. Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm good. Hey, what did you do with the place? It looks looks brand new here. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a tinkerer. I like to tweak. I, I've been <laughs> tweaking the show a little bit. Started with a, a new cold open and all kinds of new sounds and crap that we do at the top of the show now. So, but it's been a while. I mean, how many months has it been? It's been a bunch of months. Lots of things I have uh, been counting actually, but I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you uh, again for joining me today. Of course, Charles Johnson is from littlegreenfootballs.com and uh, you can follow all of the Trump madness over there. And you can also follow uh, why the hell Chuck C. Johnson, Holocaust denier, hack fraud Chuck C. Johnson was up on the hill. What, yesterday? Was he meeting with Republicans? What the hell is this guy doing? He's actually been there for a couple of days. Uh, someone tweeted a couple of days ago that they saw him in the, uh, um, I forget the name of the building. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the one of the House office buildings. Yeah. Apparently, it's the one where <laughs> right. Representative Matt Gates has his office. Oh, nice, nice. Who is the guy who invited Chuck to the State of the Union address? Yeah, right. Right, and there was a big controversy over that, and of course he he said he didn't know about any of the controversy. Around sure, Chuck. he didn't so. know. Sure, <laughs> he didn't know. Yeah, Chuck C. Johnson is uh, one of the uh, one of the founders of the idea of just screwing shit up, just disruption, 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 and now we kind of have. I mean, wouldn't you say that Donald Trump is kind of the Chuck C. Johnson president? Yeah, well, in a way, it's uh, it's pretty much the same mindset, you know. It's basically just uh, 
everything he does is basically to own the libs. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know what? I always ask this question, uh, Charles, every time we uh, uh, talk to someone uh, or talking to someone for the first time in a long time or maybe talking to someone for the first time, like we uh, we talked to John Fuglesang on the uh, interview show yesterday, and I had to ask him, how are you holding up? Basically, my whole reality is bleak and empty right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> and I'm, Christ. I'm just, I'm just trying to maintain a sort of dark sense of humor in right. the whole thing, because otherwise I'd be raging 24 hours a day. You mean you're not raging 24 hours a day? Because, I mean, I see your Twitter feed, man, and you're doing Yeah, your- but I try to do it with some humor at least some of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, you always succeed on that. So, But let's, uh, let's dig into what's happening here. Okay, you know what? I wanted to start here. I wanted to start with the uh, House Freedom Caucus because uh, as we know as we've all been following there's just simply no way Charles that that Donald Trump can step up and fire Rod Rosenstein and you know he wants to do it you know he you okay <laughs> you okay oh, I just yeah. started off <laughs> Shit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I bumped the mic. That's my fault. Your, your arch nemesis, Chuck C. Johnson, came to your house and <laughs> shot you in the head What's or something. the intelligence services? <laughs> right. Uh, so, of course, Donald Trump can't fire Rod Rosenstein because he'd probably be impeached. I mean, that's the calculus that we're looking at. I don't think he actually would be impeached <clears throat> because I think the Republicans are cowards. But the, the strategy appears to be. Well, let's let the lunatics in the House Freedom Caucus do all of my dirty work for me. So, of course, uh, Jim Jordan, who's uh, not busily uh, cupping the balls of young wrestlers in the gym at OSU, uh, when he's not doing that, I guess he's apparently trying to obstruct justice in the name of... uh, of Donald Trump, so is that right. is well, that a pretty good reading? He's apparently he's going to run for the Speaker of the House too. So yeah, <laughs> good luck with that, Jim. That that should be a successful run. Launching his run for Speaker of the House by getting embroiled in a boy touching scandal in a sexual assault scandal. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, not, it's not technically boy touching, but you know what I mean. It's a sexual assault. Yeah, Bob, this is the Republican Party in 2018. I know. That is it. He is a perfect representative. I know. He I really know. Is. Roy Moore, Jim Jordan, all the re- yep. Donald Trump. For God's sake, we're hearing more and more stories about Donald Trump in rooms yeah. and parties with uh, underage models and things like that. But this you know, is- I did. I did just hear that uh, that they're uh, not going to go through with that impeachment. Uh, oh, they're not. Yeah, I just wow. Read that. Just okay, well that's breaking news. Day. What? What? Because uh, because Paul Ryan opposes the uh, the impeachment process for. Uh, I, I just saw it a minute ago, and I actually haven't read the details yet. But I think it's probably because you know Paul Ryan isn't going to be on board. Well, the, the most staggering aspect of all of this, uh, in addition to the fact that well, because Trump can't fire Rosenstein, they're doing Trump's dirty work for him. Right. Uh, in addition to that, the the whole justification for doing this is absolutely counterfactual what they're trying to do is they're trying to get rod rosenstein to violate department of justice rules and laws to hand over documents to jim jordan to mark meadows to devin nunez and all the rest of these crackpot trumpers in order to hand over that evidence right over to the white house just like devin nunez was doing last summer with his uh exactly they're trying to get around the uh you know the usual rules against revealing investigation details while they're in progress and right. and it's it's really it's amazing to me i and you're right it's all completely counterfactual there's not a single bit of reality in this impeachment filing it's just nonsense the did, whole thing did you notice one of our favorite uh congressmen is listed as one of the co-sponsors of the impeachment articles uh, which <laughs> one would that be louis gomert of oh, course louis the gomert 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 Gomer, Louis Gomert's up there. Yeah, it's Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, Jody Heiss, Jeff Duncan, Andy Biggs, Louis Gomert, Matt Getz, Scott Desjardins. Scott Desjardins, that name sounds familiar. He was in a scandal, wasn't he? Wasn't there something about an abortion, like he paid for an abortion for his yeah, I mistress? Yeah, I think there was something like that, yeah. He right. paid for an abortion for his mistress, and then it got found out, and yeah. and he didn't. nothing happened to him. Basically. Jesus Christ, these people. <laughs> the, the Republic, your Republican Freedom Caucus and the House of Representatives, just, just cuckoo's nest over there. Uh, oh, that's the worst. That, those are the real nutcases. Right, They're right. The, 
You know, they're the ones that the rest of the house thinks is crazy. Yeah, these, these, <laughs> so, are, these are the Tea Party people, Charles. These are the people who named their entire movement in the early days of the Obama administration after the Boston Tea Party, mm-hmm. which, in fact, was a protest against a corporate tax cut. That's how the Tea Party got. I mean, just on word one, they've got it all wrong. On their mm-hmm. actual, the, the title of their movement was completely counter-historical. The whole idea was taxed enough already, like, please stop taxing us. Well, the the original Boston Tea Party was a protest against the tax cut, not for one. Oh, these people Uh, are the most cynical, scheming bastards in the world. They really are. By the way, everything they do is is cast as the opposite of what it really is. Oh, sure. And as you can hear by the tone of my voice, I'm really handling all of this very, very well. Going back to our original conversation, Charles, about how you're handling all of this, as you can tell, I'm totally, I'm feeling centered. <laughs> you seem I'm, upset, Bob. I just, this is all part of following this, uh, this madness of the, uh, the Trump crisis. Well, you know, did you, did you see his latest, uh, his latest conspiracy theory for the deluded base, the, oh. the Twitter shadow banning controversy. Yeah. How familiar are you picking with picking up steam? Uh, pretty familiar. I I know all the details on it. I mean, I haven't spoken to anyone from Twitter, obviously. Right, right. They don't talk about this stuff. But, uh, but I have been working on an app recently that uses search quite a bit, so I kind of know how the technical details work. Interesting. Basically, so- what what happens is... They're trying to implement these sort of quality control standards Mm -hmm. using software algorithms. And I actually think it's doomed to fail ultimately. I don't think you can really do this with software, but that's what they're trying to do. And what what it does is it sort of uh, gives people a rating based on the quality of their conversations, which they analyze, you know, based on a whole lot of, uh, of, uh, of, bits of criteria like um, whether they circulate fake news, whether mm-hmm. they use a lot of profanity, uh, whether they're insulting to people. You know, they have a bunch of these 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 metrics that they use to try to rate people based on their quality. And okay. if someone's quality happens to slip below a certain point, apparently what people have noticed is that when you go to search for their name, it doesn't give you the suggestion for their Twitter handle when you first type, say, like the first five or six characters. Interesting. Right. For instance, if you search for Matt Gates, <laughs> right? If you type M-A-T-T-G-A, it won't show his name. And and he's actually complaining about that today. I, I just read in The Hill, uh, he's, he thinks he's a victim. Twice. Right. Hence the, Twitter the, censoring and victimizing him. Hence the term shadow ban, where it's not, they're not technically banning these accounts. What they're doing is they're making it a, 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 more difficult to find those accounts. Right. You can still find them. All you have to do is type in the full name. Yeah. And, yeah. and then their Twitter handle comes up just like normally. But, uh, but, it's, they're making a whole whole big deal out of this, and it's not shadow banning is actually a term for something completely different, which is that when you post a tweet, for example, mm-hmm. uh, you would see it in your timeline, and it would look like everything posted correctly, but nobody who is following you or happened to look at your timeline would see the tweet. Interesting. But you would never know that they weren't seeing it unless they told you. Right, right. Yeah, not too long ago. I think it was maybe, God, it was less than a year ago, I want to say. Maybe I'm just getting my timeline all screwed up. But at some point, Twitter did start using an algorithm to determine which tweets that you actually see coming up in your timeline rather than an organic accounting of everyone who you follow and their tweets appearing in real time as they happen. Instead of that, it's more like Facebook now where it gives you, it shows you tweets that are based on your personal preferences, things that you've already liked and shared on Twitter uh, now get uh, priority at the top of your timeline. Am I right on that? Yeah, that's correct. I think you can. I think there is a setting somewhere where you can turn that off and go back to the chronological oh, timeline. God, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think I'm not. I'm not sure. Actually, I haven't really checked that because I use TweetDeck most of the time. Which oh yeah, right. Which doesn't do it that way. I mean, TweetDeck is still a chronological yeah. timeline. But it, but see, shadow banning is something that's been around for a long time on community websites. It's it's a technique of dealing with trolls because they see their 
their message, but nobody else ever reacts to it. So they <laughs> they tend to feel like, hey, nobody pays attention to me here. I'm I'm unloved. I'm just gonna leave. Oh yeah, well that's right. I saw. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump was uh, whining about it today. Donald Trump Jr. was whining about it today, and it's a yeah. constant, perpetual state of victimhood <laughs> by these guys. And like every time something goes down, it's the same thing that you can. Uh, you, you can peg the whole myth of the liberal media bias along these same lines where as soon as as soon as truth as soon as reality has a uh, well-known liberal bias which sometimes <laughs> it does you know it really does most of the right. time and so but when that happens suddenly it's all like oh the the system is out to get the system is rigged against those of us who are among the respectable ranks of the the red hats that's what, right and right. it's and it's just crying and more whining and crying never taking responsibility for exactly why that's happening it's and always I'll tell the, you why and i'll tell you why they do it that way it's because it works <laughs> right you know, they, it actually works facebook has pretty much caved into conservative demands not to uh not to block their their crappy websites and their oh, yeah. fake news sites and all that stuff i mean look at look at what they did recently with infowars alex jones oh yeah that was basically great news just today. said that he has a free pass he can you know youtube Oh, has yeah, actually okay, been right. stronger than Facebook. YouTube's mm -hmm. been blocking their videos. Oh, yeah. Uh, they completely blocked the uh, InfoWars account over there. Yeah. And uh, Alex Jones can't do uh, st live streaming videos on YouTube anymore either. Right. And that, Facebook is a different story. Facebook right. isn't going to block him. They they pretty much made that clear that you know they don't consider what he does to violate their community standards. Yeah. Which is, uh, boy... Right, I, you know that's why I don't really like Facebook. I don't hang out there very much. I just don't, you know. Well, I still you know. believe that Zuckerberg is just conducting the world's largest sociological experiment. I seriously believe that Facebook is there to fuck with us. Where as soon as we get accustomed to a layout or we get accustomed to a feature or something, they take it away, and then yeah. and then they sit back and they watch. It's like someone going up to an ant farm and shaking it up real quick and then putting it down and going, ha 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 ha! Look at stupid yeah, ants, yeah. stupid stupid ants. Look <laughs> them all running around and that's what i feel like and i don't i don't have any evidence of this but i get the sense i don't know that it's a fact but i believe it to be true that mark zuckerberg just gets so much delight out of seeing people that he controls i mean millions and millions if not billions of people using facebook yeah, and, and he controls them right right well it's billions now, yeah so. so it's so it's just with us we shed a small tear today because facebook is just getting decimated uh its stock is just getting i think it lost at last check it lost uh 110 billion dollars of market yeah. value uh it's oh, huge it's 120 billion in market value off the tech stock uh, and it's dragging the rest of the tech sector lower before Thursday. Facebook's uh, largest single-day loss came in July 2012 when it shed 11% of its value. Uh, right now, it's at 19.6% of its value, lost right. on a second-quarter revenue miss and disappointing daily active user count. This, you know why the problem here... Uh, uh, Charles is that younger people aren't using Facebook anymore. I was talking to a, a friend of the family and their kids. You know, they they think Facebook is a joke. Facebook is for this like senior citizens. They're looking at Facebook like the cast of Cocoon, and <laughs> just a bunch of old. Oh yeah, all the old people are still using face, Facebook to take pictures of their food, and the rest of us. Oh, we've all moved on to something else. So yeah, in yeah, fact, well, the they're getting hammered in the news lately. Lately, I mean, you know, they're really getting a. A whole lot of bad press, and yeah. I think it's finally leaking through to their shareholders. Right, right. And, <laughs> but, uh, you know, really, what's so irritating about this whole shadow banning business, to go back to that for a second, sure. is just that what's really going on is that whatever, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in these algorithms that are supposed to determine conversation quality. I just yeah. don't think it's something software can really do very well mm -hmm. at this point in time, maybe in the future, but just not now. I mean, I think this is something you need people to do, but what's, what's causing these, these conservatives to not show up in the search results. Well, not show up in search result auto suggest i should clarify because they do show up in search <laughs> well, results oh yeah but sure what's causing them not to show up is that they often circulate bad information <laughs> you know they've circulated yeah. conspiracy theories links to Infowars, alex jones you name it it's just like and and they attack people they, they you know they call out uh 
groups of uh, their mobs of supporters to harass and you know and attack people that they th- identify as victims mm-hmm. or yep. or as <coughs> excuse me and so what's happening the reason why they're not showing up in these auto suggest results is because they shouldn't <laughs> right right you know that's the bottom line is that the vast majority of the fake news and the conspiracy theories and all that stuff that's mm-hmm. on the internet right now is coming from right-wing sources and often from real, you know, what are thought of as thought leaders of the conservative movement. That's including exactly politicians, right. yeah. you know, including people like Donald Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Trump himself. Well, their entire business model now is based on fiction. It's based on perpetuating fictitious ideas, lies, backing up those lies with more lies. I mean, the b- best example recently is the way they entirely entirely lied about the content of that FISA application on Carter Page. Where oh, yeah. If they're lying about that, if members of Congress are lying about that, certainly you're going to see rank-and-file users on Twitter who support those members of Congress and who support Donald Trump getting caught up in this quote-unquote shadow ban. Which, oh, sure. again, you reap what you sow. I'm sorry, if this is the kind of uh, bullshit and propaganda you're dealing in, just own it for God's sake and stop whining. Stop whining. <laughs> you know, know, that's ultimately. But, but again, the reason why they whine is because it works. You know, they, yeah. they they get not just Facebook, but, you know, newspapers and, and uh, MSNBC has caved into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at what look at what Cernovich recently pulled off with uh, with what's his name? Oh, James, James Gunn, Gunn, the director. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he, basically, he dug up some eight year old tweets that were terrible jokes about pedophilia i mean mm. i, I i'm oh, not yeah. going to defend them i mean <laughs> i wouldn't have ever said things like this and i think he's a, probably a creep just for even <laughs> posting that stuff but he's not a pedophile no he's not <laughs> he's obviously not but they're on this pedophile thing where they're going after any jokes that might be loosely connected to pedophilia or based you know what when james gunn and I wrote about this for the Daily Banter yesterday, in fact, so you can go read that over at Banter. But the thing is, when those jokes were posted on Twitter by James Gunn, it was kind of in the heart of a style of comedy that was very popular at the time. And certainly uh, on shows like The Office and so on, some of the Judd Apatow movies, where right, the, the style right. of comedy is, it's like it's so awkward, it's funny. That, that kind of attitude. And we've seen lots of comedy around that. We all are familiar with that kind of comedy. And I think that's what James Gunn was trying badly to do. Should that sure. get him fired from his Disney job, uh, directing Guardians of Galaxy 3? I don't think so. But you know what right. else? They're, they're, today, they're going after sarah silverman for the same sort of thing so oh, now really? i haven't seen that one they're oh, they're going for her now too oh yeah, yeah i figured yeah. it was just a matter of time because she's she's made some of the same kinds of <laughs> jokes and, well, well, and more. Sure. i mean she pushes the limits that's what comedians do <laughs> I, I just love though how a bigot and white supremacist like mike cernovich is yeah. now the you know the judge and jury of this kangaroo court getting people tossed off of twitter and getting he's fired from their fuck, jobs he's a fucking rape advocate the guy is the worst i mean he's literally one of the worst human beings i know of yeah but but speaking of worst human beings i know of (laughs) i just saw another tweet about chuck c johnson okay let's well let's have it that's it you know it's it's always great having you on the show because then we get to catch up with what's happening with uh supervillain chuck c johnson (laughs) (laughs) he's apparently posted on facebook he, he must have come out of his 30-day uh, suspension. Uh, you mean he, Facebook actually let him back on? I mean, how well, many... They've, t- they've done it 12 times now. Oh, <laughs> Jesus God. He Are said you- 12, at least 12, actually, maybe more. I haven't totally kept track, but it, it's at least 12 times he's had 30-day suspensions, and oh they just let God. him come back. That but is just- now he's, he just posted and said about his uh, co- uh, Congress trip, I met with about 15 members of Congress today, and I will meet with a cabinet member later to talk about tech censorship issues. Oh, goody. Well, that isn't that great to know that uh, Chuck C. Johnson is going around meeting with members of... A cabinet member. Right. He's speaking to a Trump cabinet member. A Trump a cabinet f- member. Hmm. Freaking... Oh, and he also posted, just had a good meeting with my old boss, Steve Bannon, <laughs> who is apparently also in Washington. Oh, God! God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. 
what? All right. Well, in, in case you, you know, we've been talking a lot about Chuck C. Johnson. In case you're just joining us and you don't know who Chuck C. Johnson is, listen to this. I always wanted to be an internet journalist, but I kept failing. Then I learned how to abandon my integrity and sense of good judgment. And now I'm a real internet journalist. Thanks to the Chuck C. Johnson School of Hack Fraud Journalism. That's right. At the Chuck C. Johnson School of Hack Fraud Journalism, you'll attend a series of informative courses based on the hack fraud journalism techniques perfected by hack fraud conservative blogger Chuck C. Johnson. The Chuck C. Johnson School of Hack Fraud Journalism taught me how to publicly expose the names of rape victims. I used to be a thoughtful writer who cared about accuracy. After attending the Chuck C. Johnson School of Hack Fraud Journalism, I'm a reckless ass. Hole. Fuck accuracy in the mouth. <laughs> Enroll today and begin attending one of our many hack fraud journalism courses, such as Fuck the Facts 101, It's Good to Be Wrong All the Time, How to Get Your Readers to Pay You to Do Your Reporting for You, Doxing the Innocent, Slut Shaming the Innocent, Race Baiting and Gay Shaming is Totally Newsworthy, When in Doubt, Sue Everyone, Chuck C. Johnson is a Cock, and So Can You, Blurting Stupid Shit on Twitter, Clickbait is the Only Thing. Bio 10, you know what's funny? Toxic shock syndrome, disruption dungeon, and toilet habits 100. Go ahead and shit on that floor. I shit all over the fucking floor, just like Chuck C. Johnson. I'm shitting on the floor right now. Tomorrow, I'm suing littlegreenfootballs.com for saying mean things about me on Twitter. I'm suing a dead baby for libel and his grieving inconsolable parents. Right you are. Enroll today at the Chuck C. Johnson School of Hack Fraud Journalism. And for 10 easy tuition payments of $400,000, you too can learn from the master of hack fraud journalism, Chuck C. Johnson. Call 1-800-HACK-FRAUD and leave off the last D for dickhead. Hack fraud Chuck C. Johnson is not to be confused with good guy blogger Charles Jones. <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work. I should I'll tell you that, that kind of, that advertisement was very effective though, because it, it did make me kind of feel like shitting on the floor. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm actually doing that right now. Oh, oh yeah. God. That's a relief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, moving along here, of course, uh, we can't uh, do this show without mentioning the fact that uh, Donald Trump said that uh, during a speech to the VFW, of all places, he said uh, that you shouldn't believe what you're seeing or reading because what you're seeing and what you're reading is actually not happening. It's not oh, happening. Yes. Boy. No, not 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 Orwellian at all, is it? No? Here. Oh, he's all the way in Orwell territory with that one. Here's uh here's the president yesterday at the VFW. What you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. Did you notice how he said not there? He sounded like Borat. Uh, this suit is not black. <laughs> <laughs> what you're seeing and what you're reading is not, not What's happening? Not. 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 <laughs> Jesus, God. We oh, are, we are so screwed. You know what? It, it, again, use all of this crap as motivation to fucking vote in November. Absolutely. That's what's needed more than anything. Yeah. For sure. I mean, everyone's asking on Twitter and on Facebook and elsewhere, what do we do? How do we stop this? Where, where do we go now? What, what, how do I work hard to do? What do I work toward? What do we, how do we stop Donald Trump? And you, well, you got to go and vote. You got, you just got to get yeah. all your friends, get everyone, <clears throat> you know, to register to vote and then physically drag them to the polling places on, yeah. on election day. That's all legal. You can actually do that. You can actually drag your friends and family. You can <laughs> <laughs> Shove him into a van. We'll go rent a van. Just go rent a, like a U-Haul moving van and put as many people in the back of that van and drive them through their individual polling places. Walk with them up to the polling place. Check them in and make sure they fucking vote. It, it is so yeah. goddamn crucial. And it has to happen in the midterm election yeah. this time. I mean, this is this is a you know a place where Democrats are historically very weak. Right. But man, if, if we ever needed to flip that around, it's now. And if, if we can turn the House and the Senate both. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we'll get the Senate, but we, we, we have a good chance to flip the House. And if we can do that, then we have a chance to, you know, to stop some of what Trump is doing because he's literally laying waste to everything good about America. It's, it's astounding yeah. Yeah. how much stuff is going on. I mean, you don't even know. <laughs> I know. I, I see, I see so much of this stuff. I can't even talk about or cover it all because I mean, he's, he's attacking everything about the American federal government 
every single day. Oh yeah. And he's and he's making progress. Yeah. A lot of progress. And the judges, you know, he's replacing judges throughout the nation. Federal district court judges mm-hmm. are becoming replaced by Federalist Society far right, you know, ideologues. It's, well, it's, uh, yeah, and on top of that, we've got Brett Kavanaugh, uh, and right now, uh, a plurality of American voters, according to the new Quinnipiac poll, a plurality of American voters don't want Brett Kavanaugh to be confirmed. And yeah. I think that goes hand in hand <clears throat> with the statistic that uh, I think it's 51 to 38 according to this poll, believe that Donald Trump is compromised by the Russians, that, that the Russians have dirt on Trump, therefore manipulating him. What's, the, what's that actual yeah. number in the Quinnipiac poll? Yes, yeah, 51 to 35 percent. It's a pretty that. shocking poll result. It really, yeah, I think it's kind of an outlier, though. I don't know if it, it's being reflected in other polls right now. Yeah, well, um, Quinnipiac tends to be, a, well, the, the reputation is more left-leaning. I think looking at the crosstabs, I think it's fairly balanced <clears throat> in terms of the actual uh, Republican-Democrat divide the liberal conservative divide. So I think it's fairly accurate along those lines. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be interested to see how this bears out with some of the other polling. But I mean, the problem, uh, in addition to Trump doing everything that you were just talking about, Charles, is the fact that at the same time, there are, I don't know, what, 40 to 45% of American voters who are going... Hey, it's all pretty good. He's doing great. He's making America yeah. great again. This is all fantastic news. I, we're so we're so thrilled with this president. Yeah. And uh, see, I know, and, and those people are totally beyond reach. I think yeah. I don't I don't think there's ever way, any way we'll ever reach them. You know, yeah. you can't you can't persuade them. They're not going to be like uh, a change. Their minds aren't going to be changed by discourse nope. or debate. It's just not going to happen. No, yeah. they've, they've all been brainwashed. I mean, this is yeah. a, a massive, massive brainwashing. We're to the point where 62 million people were brainwashed by Russian propaganda and uh, Fox News Channel and AM and Fox Talk News, Radio. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've, they've been laying the groundwork for this for many years. And here it is. Yep. Well, one of the ways you can combat all of this is by, uh, this may sound weird, but by <laughs> by signing up to support this show on our Patreon page. Everyone's digging my interview with the great John Fugel sang from yesterday. I actually managed to ask him some questions he's never been asked before. Let's see. Uh, listener Robert Reynolds said, what an amazing interview with John Fugelsang. But just when I thought John couldn't tell me anything more, the conversation with his son about who's in heaven. Truly memorable. Thank you both. That was at the end of the uh, conversation with John. M5 Bitch says, take a listen to Bob Seska's interview uh, with the amazing, brilliant as fuck and funny as hell John Fugelsang. So many great subjects covered on this show. You will not be disappointed. Angela Mills said, I enjoyed your interview with John Fugelsang today. It was fun, smart, and insightful. Lillian, or Julianne Lilly said, thanks for a great interview with Bob Seska. I know I feel better. Thanks. It has been a high blood pressure week, I think, she says here. Uh, oh, a high blood pressure kind of Trump week. You are more mentally calming than yoga. See, now I'm going to put that on the, uh, the masthead of the patreon page more calming than yoga i don't know if i want to be that calming i don't want people taking a nap in the middle of the show uh and uh, lorene t says go forth and listen you won't regret it that's all on our patreon page right now you can listen to the interview with john fugel saying last week's interview with malcolm nance and the, the interview the week before that our interview with john melendez about his prank call to air force one uh that's all for free you don't have to sign up but but if you're there and you happen to be listening why not? Why not sign up to support the show? In fact, let's talk about subscribing for $15 a month. That's our top level. That's just $1.88 per show. So in addition to the free Tuesday and Thursday shows and the free Wednesday show, you'll get two postmortem shows per week, plus the Friday after party every week and my exclusive reading of the Steel Dossier. You can still get that on our Patreon page. And we'll take out all the commercials from the free shows, too. But only if you sign up for $15 a month. Just go to bobseska.com, click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at the top of the page. And please, for all, for God's sake, go tell all your friends, huh? The Bob Seska Show! Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Happy birthday to Mick Jagger, 75. Yep. He, uh, Mick Jagger is 75 years old. His penis is 285 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that works, but... 
His age, the, the the age of his penis, not his penis. I'm sure his penis works just fine. Why am I talking about Mick Jagger's penis? <laughs> All right, Charles Johnson is here from Little Green Footballs today. Make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link, by the way. It's the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Click that link. It'll take you right to the front page of amazon.com. You go shopping as normal. Uh, but we collect a teeny tiny uh, commission on some of the things you might purchase. So thank you for shopping through our Amazon link. All right. What do we get to next? There are about a gazillion different things. Let's see. Sean. Sp- oh, I, I have a quick a correction to issue because okay. I don't want to be responsible for spreading fake news. All uh, right. No fake news on the show. Apparently that tweet that by Chuck C. Johnson that uh-huh. I read a little while ago is yeah. was actually from last month. It wasn't recently. It, okay. So that means yeah. he's not back on Facebook. I didn't notice the date when I, when I, when I saw it go yeah. by on TweetDeck, but it, but it was on Facebook, and uh, he's still banned on Facebook. Oh, it's <laughs> too bad. Too bad he's still banned. Isn't that a shame? We're not treated. Well, he'll be back, though. Don't worry. You know, <laughs> you can't get rid of Chuck for long. He always comes back. We can't experience the miracle of Chuck C. Johnson's wisdom about I don't know what. Um, but you know, he's in he's in a lot of legal trouble these days. He's he's got a whole lot of legal stuff going on. He just uh, settled with his former partner. Pax Dickinson, with whom he started We Searcher. Apparently, Pax sued him oh, for right. contract violation, and there was a settlement recently. Aww, I don't know what the settlement involved. <laughs> I know, it's so sad. But he also, you know, he's being sued by uh, the guy that he misidentified as the the driver of the car in Charlottesville that killed Heather Heyer. Oh, my God. He's being sued by them, and apparently he tried to make a settlement, but the person who's suing him did not accept the settlement, so that case is still going on. <laughs> that's <clears throat> that's I love that. I love that, that they're not settling with him. That's fantastic yeah. news. Huh? <laughs> Plus, his wife is divorcing him. Oh, well, what, a, what a shame that is. I just don't know how we'll ever get over the fact that everyone is suing Chuck C. Johnson. It's, Boy, it's, you know, it's I just can all, see the sympathy from you is, is really I know. something. It's, it's <laughs> such great comeuppance because as we heard in that bit before the break that, you know, this guy just gets off on suing everybody for frivolous reasons in weird yeah. venues and he just... Well, his, his lawsuit against Twitter was recently dismissed, by the way, oh. and, uh, with anti-slap uh, uh, <laughs> statutes in effect too, which means that he <laughs> may be on the hook for all of Twitter's legal costs. Oh, it's so sad. So, that still hasn't been decided, so we don't know the the outcome of that yet. But but it's definitely, he you know, it didn't go anywhere. He was trying to argue that Twitter is a public utility, and so they have a, a responsibility to let him spew any kind of racist bullshit he wants. Well, that's I mean that's the funny thing about all of this whining about the shadow ban is that again Twitter is a privately owned company. It is this is the free market is what this is. This is the free market making its own decisions, yeah. and and now uh, Donald. Trump Jr. and in fact the president the president tweeted today that something needs to be done about this shadow banning going on at Twitter so Donald Trump in addition to uh, flirting with socialism to the tune of 12 billion dollars as just bailing himself out with 12 billion dollars in taxpayer money is what he's doing but in addition after to after screwing everything up it's amazing yeah 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 so now he wants to get deeply into the further into the uh, the awfulness of socialism by tampering with uh, Twitter's uh, business practices and decisions they make you know he called it he called it illegal he said it was an illegal practice right it's you know it's like with donald trump it's okay for the mining companies to be dumping its toxic sludge into the streams rivers and lakes and our water supply and everything that kind of regulation has to go we have to get rid of that kind of regulation but god damn it we have to regulate twitter to make sure donald trump jr isn't shadow banned from Unbelievable! These babies, these goddamn babies. Well, speaking of babies, Sean Spicer was uh, was heckled. <laughs> He's doing a book tour right now. He's got a, you know, I kind of thought Sean Spicer would be one of these guys who, uh, after he was just, I mean, he just destroyed his career because of Donald Trump, and that's the bottom. I mean, Sean Spicer is ruined basically because of his time with Donald Trump, as well as most of Trump's uh, current staff. I mean, I don't know how these people are going to get hired after all of this stuff is over. But right. uh, but Spicer published a book, and uh, he was at a book reading in New York uh, last night, and someone started heckling him. And because I'm in such a great mood, we have to we have to play the sound of Sean Spicer getting <laughs> getting heckled. Here we go. 
Hey, Sean, you're a real piece of garbage. And I hope you look around and you see all these empty seats and you realize even in New York City, people will not come and pay money to hear you speak. I've read the reviews. It's a garbage book, and you're a garbage person. Sir, sir, garbage book, and sir, 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 sir. That's my, that's my favorite part of it. It's a garbage book, and you're a garbage person. That's exactly right. <laughs> Get the fuck out, asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's that, right. That was one of Sean's people, I guess. Right. It's a garbage book, and you're a garbage. He should have also added this. You're bastard people. Or, or maybe this. I hate your ass face. That's that would have made it perfect. <laughs> that would have made it just right. Uh, well, it's really amazing. He's trying to cash in right now because he yeah. probably knows he doesn't have much of a career in politics <laughs> right. anymore. <laughs> right. So he's got to do this book that's probably being bulk purchased. I mean, I think two of the books at the top of Amazon's bestseller list the other day were conservative books. And, and there was some discussion going around Twitter like, oh, my God, how could this possibly be true that these books or these conservative books are at the top of Amazon's oh, bestseller yeah. list? And it's just like bulk buying. This has They've been, been going- doing that for years. Yeah, like yeah. 20 years now. They've been going up, getting all their, well, not for more than 20 years. They've been doing it for more like 50 years. It could be, yeah. Yeah, where, you know, these conservatives publish these screed books, you know, where every chapter is a screed about a different issue. And then they right. release these books they're just pounded out then all of these wealthy uh, conservative financiers go in and they bulk purchase all these books and they game the algorithms at Amazon right. through by doing that and yeah, so before Amazon it was aimed at the New York Times uh, oh yeah seller list and it still is in fact I mean that's how Ann Coulter's books always end up on those Ann Coulter books. Michelle Malkin's book it was yeah. in the top 10 when it came out I mean just there nobody's really buying these books is what we're saying here <laughs> they're and just you, they don't actually even have to spend a whole lot of money. It doesn't take mm -hmm. that many books to get it into the number one slot. Well, you know, because most books don't sell a lot. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Charles, in addition to the uh, Space Force, I want to make sure to enlist in the Space Force oh, one God. of these days. But Donald Trump believes that uh, the American military is building invisible airplanes. He still is on this where he's... <laughs> He's convinced. He's either convinced that they really are invisible or he's doing his Trump marketing thing. You know, like Trump steaks are the world's greatest steaks. And I mean that in every sense of the word where he yeah. completely exaggerates what the product is that he's pitching. And so this is, uh, this is the latest. This is Donald Trump talking about invisible airplanes. We're ordering 147 new F-35 Lightning fighters. fighters. This is an incredible plane. Incredible plane. It's stealth. You stealth. can't see it so it's when invisible. i talk to even people from the other side they're trying to order our plane they want our invisible they plane. like the fact that you can't see it i said how would it do in battle with your plane they say well we have one problem we can't see your plane we can't see it so how do we that's buy a big it? problem stealth super stealth super the best stealth. in the world the best the best invisible airplanes ever in the history <laughs> of invisible airplanes oh no one God. makes better invisible airplanes than we make visible airplanes it'd be funny if he went to like uh, Emmanuel Macron and said here I'm going to sell you a bunch of invisible airplanes and Macron's like I don't see anything here on this tarmac you, are, are you sure there are airplanes here oh yes they're invisible they're invisible give me 20 billion dollars for each of my oh, invisible man. planes because you can't see them they're the best in the world the very 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 best invisible planes the emperor's new airplanes <laughs> god I just, it's really amazing you can't tell anymore no whether whether it's a con or whether he's that stupid or if he's playing to people he thinks are that stupid or if he's lying for political gain or if he really believes any of this stuff i mean it's i mean the guy is a pure con man yeah but you it's, know, it's, you know, Charles, that under all of his tweets, like he'll he'll go and tweet. One of these days, he's going to go tweet about the greatness of his invisible airplanes. And you know, you know for a fact that Jacob Wall will appear first <laughs> in his mentions under that tweet, going, "Oh yeah, 
best oh, yeah. invisible airplanes. I, these are the greatest planes I've ever seen. Why am I doing Jacob Wall's voice as Charles Nelson Riley? These are the greatest <laughs> planes I've ever seen in my life. <sighs> uh, you know, I, he's now writing for Gateway Pundit, which is pretty much perfect. You know, I mean, the stupidest people perfect. on the internet all all concentrated in one website it's great (laughs) you know know, one of the reasons i love talking to you charles is because you're really deeply ensconced in some of these uh, freak dogs on the far right like so what's happening in the world of jim hoff to these days well he was also sued by that guy (laughs) jesus uh, christ the guy that they misidentified a whole bunch of right-wing bloggers were named in this suit people like gavin McInnes and uh yeah. Paul Nalen, the the guy who's running um, for Congress, uh, this the fascist, <laughs> yeah, right. white supremacist, open white supremacist running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was named in the suit too. Well, the lawsuit uh, for over the Charlottesville uh, person being wrongly identified, the attacker. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a. They've got a whole bunch of uh, right wing personalities on that list. Oh so, my God. Gavin McInnes, you know the Proud Boys founder, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Hoft, wow. Paul Nalen, the white supremacist running for Congress, uh, <laughs> you wow. know Chuck Johnson. But it all stems from Chuck C. Johnson's original identification, which I was reading the court filing on this, and apparently he he says. That he found the original misidentification on 4chan. Oh right! <laughs> and he said, and he, and then the filing that he that he submitted to the court says so naturally we assumed it was legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, these idiots! Oh, stupid, stupid, stupid people! They're like they're totally the stupid people. Um, oh, terrible! Yeah. Well, you know what? It just occurred to me too, Charles. That you remember what uh, Trump said at that speech? He said, "What you're seeing and what you're reading is not happening." Maybe he was actually describing the invisible airplanes. Like what you're seeing—that's actually that invisible airplane is not really oh. there. Oh, well, that's a that's an know. interesting thought. Maybe just maybe trying. he's talking about his whole administration. <laughs> right. I'm trying to link these things together into some sort of <laughs> syllabus, and it's not it's not working out. No, um, it's, we're 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 in an alternate universe right now, yeah. and it's it's pretty much a, a nightmare hellscape. So right. I it, think we need to get used to that and just. Uh, live it or live with it, as the fire sign theater right, used to right. say. Well, hopefully, vote it out. That's going to be the main thing. Just yeah. get rid of these people who are enabling Trump and and allowing him to get away with all this crap. I mean, yeah. just I mean, what I keep saying, Charles, is the very idea of holding open hearings with subpoena power is going to be worth the price of admission for voting in November. You go and you vote in a a Democratic House of Representatives. The hearings alone are. Are going to be amazing yeah, amazing yeah. starting january 2nd or 3rd or whatever it is whatever day the new congress gets sworn in suddenly all the subpoenas are going to be dropping on people like donald trump jr and jared kushner and ivanka trump and all the usual suspects like a ton of goddamn bricks a ton of goddamn orange <laughs> bricks we can Atlanta. sure hope so you yeah. know I, I hope that i hope the democratic party finds its spine because i mean there's still a distinct lack of same right you know and trump's got all kinds of bravado when he's got an entirely republican congress backing him up so he can do all kinds of crap and get away with all kinds of crap but i think he is he could very very easily crumble like a house of cards with a democratic house and certainly a democratic senate uh because he's ultimately donald trump is ultimately a coward i mean you look at this news story today about this uh nbc news reporter caitlin collins being banned from the uh this uh event in the rose garden because she asked she asked a hard question of trump during a photo she asked about the uh the cohen tapes and so uh bill shine and kellyanne conway and Sarah Sanders banned Caitlin Collins and, and won't let her <laughs> into this right. event. You, you got to protect the dear leader from criticism. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, how long has it been since he's done an actual press conference? Uh, Just it was, himself. It, there was only the one. There was only the one official press conference. He's had press availabilities like press gaggles where he'll, in, in an impromptu way, take questions. But he's never had a formal press conference since that one where he was just an absolute dick to reporters it was i remember he was in the uh, east room i believe with the yellow curtain behind him oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah 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 and that was the, <laughs> and, he, and he was a complete asshole yeah like always right yeah <laughs> i mean but it's really amazing that's very revealing 
that right. he just hides from the press pretty much you know i mean the only time he'll actually talk to them is is, is when he's completely in control like when he's walking to the helicopter or yeah <laughs> you know or just uh and he'll just cut it off whenever he feels like cutting it off and just stop answering questions you know so it's well, I really mean, um that's well, very revealing to me that that shows that he's afraid yeah yeah well speaking deeply of it, afraid he very he's terrified he, t- he runs away from the press all the time in fact today instead of doing his normal uh, marine one flight to andrews air force base to fly over to uh, to iowa and illinois for more of his uh, his endless cocaine rants instead <laughs> he took a motorcade because he's afraid and also because the <laughs> Because Sarah Sanders' office said that there was fog today, and there yeah. is not a single goddamn cloud <laughs> in the sky. I mean, Total once blue again, sky, yeah. I mean, again, brave Sir Donald ran away. Brave uh, Sir Donald ran away. <laughs> coward. Ran away, away he did. Brave, brave Sir Donald. Spineless when bastard. When asked about what he said, he bravely turned his tail and fled, and he hid right there behind his desk. And, and he blamed the fog, which doesn't even exist. Uh, <laughs> well, he is, this guy is deeply afraid. I mean, he's deeply needy, too. I mean, he yeah. needs praise. He needs admiration. But I, I'll tell you, one of my favorite things to do is to watch video of Trump walking downstairs. <laughs> You too? Because he's terrified of walking downstairs. <laughs> I know. And it's so obvious the way he does it. It's very gingerly. His eyes are fixed on his feet. He's 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 got this picture playing in his mind of tumbling down the stairs and ending up with a broken neck or something. Oh yeah, yeah. He keeps, he's thinking of Gerald Ford. He wants to, you know he's thinking of Gerald. Ford. Remember Gerald Ford used to fall down the stairs, and Trump I think has Gerald Ford in his head, and he doesn't want to fall down the stairs like Gerald Ford, and so uh, so that's what he's afraid of stairs and slopes. But this might actually go back beyond just his presidency. I mean, this might be something a phobia that he's had for years. But I mean. The thing that I always come up with in my head every time I think of Donald Trump being afraid of stairs and slopes is Tony Atamanek's president show where when he's playing Donald Trump on that show and he's out in the street interviewing people or talking to people out on the street and then he goes to a uh, intersection and he's got to cross the intersection but he's got to walk down the little slope for the wheelchair accessible uh, <laughs> aspect of the, the sidewalk and he's got to get a secret service to help him down and sometimes he'll even crawl down that little, that little <laughs> ramp that leads down to the street just yeah. so goddamn funny Oh, he's he's a, lit, a ball of dysfunction. You know, yeah. all kinds of psychological oh, problems going yeah. on inside I, that guy. And I, I know how you are, Charles, and I'm the same way, man. I, sometimes I look at some of his behavior and I go, why does he do that? Why does he... Why does he hold his hands the same way when he's sitting in a chair without a desk in front of him? Why does he grab onto his left wrist with his right arm when he's sitting at the cabinet <laughs> meetings? Why does he only allow himself to be photographed from one angle? Why does he do, he does all the same things. Like he's got his bendy microphone that he's got to jerk off every time he goes up to a podium to talk. He's got to yeah. like wang that thing up and down like, ah, let's see here, let's see if I- You know, everything is so weird right now, I don't even notice. <laughs> Let's take uh, let's take one last break, and when we come back, we'll uh, start to pick apart some of these uh, the uh, the Cohen Trump tapes that were released the other day. Right after these words, you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. (laughs) 
This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Thursday show. Our after party will be happening tomorrow on our Patreon page. Kimberly A. Johnson will be here. And you know what? The Brady Bunch might come up in conversation, because it always does. All right, so uh, Charles Johnson is here right now from Little Green Footballs, and I want to talk about this, uh, this tape from Michael Cohen, where Michael Cohen recorded... Uh, a conversation with Donald Trump. Apparently, there are more than a hundred additional yes. tapes that we learned last night that are going to be coming out. Oh boy! Oh boy! I know Christmas is coming early. <clears throat> yeah, and you know this tape. Initially, when I heard this tape, I was like, "Well, it's not that incriminating." But the more I think about it, I mean, these are a couple of guys. One guy is uh, a few weeks away from being president of the United States at this point when this tape was recorded. And, and he's basically scheming with his lawyer to set up a shell company in order to pay off a Playboy Playmate, right, right. that he had sex with. And they're uh, talking about it like it's completely routine business for them. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to play the tape itself because it's just, it's so garbled. And in, unless you have some sort of a captioning or subtitles or something like that going with it, it's very difficult to uh, follow along. It goes by so quick. And I'm sure most of you have heard it already who've wanted to listen to it. Right. Uh, but, you know, just by way of some background, let's go through some of the portions of the tape. Uh, just in terms of its transcript, and talk about who exactly are, is being discussed in this. So when we first hear mm -hmm. the tape, it's Donald Trump apparently on the telephone talking to someone who um, now we learn through the Washington Post that it might have been Pam, uh, what, who's it, what's her last name, Pam Bondi? Bondi, yeah, Pam Bondi. The Attorney General of Florida, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the, that's a, the Washington Post reports here that the prevailing theory is that he's speaking to uh, Pam Bondi. Uh, some hear Trump saying, thanks, Pam, though it's not 100% clear. That would make sense given she was dealing at this exact moment with the pay-to-play allegations, that $25,000 contribution she received from the Trump Foundation right, uh, right. led her to, to decline to sue Trump University. So it was just a payoff to make a lawsuit go away. So right. that's what that conversation may be about. Um, let's see. There's a next portion of the call here where Trump says... Uh, and your guy is a good guy. He's a good. And then Cohen says, who? Pastor Scott? And then Trump says, can't believe this. No, Pastor Scott. What's 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 happening? And then Cohen says, no. And then Trump says, uh, can we use him anymore? And Cohen says, oh, yeah, 100. No, you're talking about Mark Burns. So you can see if you listen to the actual tape, this just flies by. You know what the hell they're talking about. But right. uh, the two men referenced here appear to be Daryl Scott and Mark Burns. Both were African-American pastors who served as prominent surrogates for Trump. The conversation appeared to come just after Burns was caught badly inflating his resume. So this is right. basically like Trump and Cohen doing damage control. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and talking about some of their people who are kind of screwed. Um, and, and cynically talking about using a pastor. You know, I mean... It, what they're do, what they're talking about is basically basically pandering to the religious right. Oh yeah, and pandering to finding the most effective way. Yeah. yeah, and yes, and African Americans too. Yeah, but but what they the people they pick to do this are corrupt, of course, because <laughs> everyone associated with Trump is corrupt. Oh basically. yeah. And yeah. if they're not, when they get associated with him, they will be <laughs> by, they by the corrupt. time they leave. <laughs> You're right. Right. Well, then the next uh, section that's uh, a little bit important here is a, a, a back and forth in which uh, Michael Cohen says, um, so we got served from the New York Times. I told you this. We were. And then Trump says to what? And then Cohen says to unseal the divorce papers with Ivana. Um, we're fighting it. Um, Trump attorney Mark Kazowitz is going to. <laughs> and then uh, that gets cut off. And then, of course, New York Times and Gannett were both suing for access to decades-old court papers dealing with Trump's divorce from his first wife, Ivana. A, a judge ruled later that day that they should not be unsealed. Uh, by the way, Charles, we lost your mic again. Oh, there you are. There you are. <clears throat> Here I am. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, and so, and I think that has something to do with spousal abuse ap uh, allegations, right? That, that uh, yeah. Something yeah, about that's probably that she, she originally, I think it was in a book where she claimed that uh, she was raped yeah. by Trump. And I think that's what the New York Times was trying to uncover, just Probably, trying to get a hold yeah. of those transcripts. Uh, let's see. Cohen here at, at one point says, I need to open up a company for the transfer of all of that info regarding your friend David. 
you know, right. so that I'm going to do that right away. I've actually come up and I've spoken, and then Trump says, give it to me, and then unintelligible. The, here, this is where Cohen first broaches what appears to be buying the rights to McDougal's story, though he doesn't actually mention her. The National Enquirer, its publisher, American uh, Media Inc., a couple of observations here. He talks about it as if Trump's already at least somewhat familiar with this whole thing with uh, the National Enquirer and Karen yeah. McDougal, suggesting yeah, they, they had spoken about it before, right? He speaks on somewhat coded language, too, about info and our friend David, and that would appear to be uh, not David Dennison, who's uh, Trump's pseudonym for the purposes of these agreements with people like Stormy Daniels, but David Pecker. Right. And, and of course, every time I say David Pecker, Beavis and Butthead have to laugh at that because it's so uh, Pecker. Pecker's a funny last name. Uh, they, refer, they were talking about David Pecker, the chairman and CEO of AMI, uh, which publishes uh, uh, the National Enquirer. McDougal and former AMI employees have accused Pecker of buying the story so he could decline to run it and then protect his friend Trump. Practice known right. as catch and kill. Right, right. And mm-hmm. now, did you hear that Karen McDougal is now going to be featured on the cover of Men's Health magazine or Men's Journal? <laughs> I think it's Men's Journal. Oh, great. <laughs> so they're they're trying to exculpate themselves after the fact here by saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we fully intended to do her story. See, it's going in the Men's Journal right now." <laughs> and they <laughs> announce it the day that the tapes come out, like fucking idiots. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, everybody's scuttling to try to find some way to get out from uh, under the Trump stain because it's on all of them. Right. Right. Yeah. So then there's the uh, really salient part of the conversation, which is at the very end, and tantalizingly enough, again. It's cut off with another recording. Thanks, Michael Cohen. I mean, f- far be it from me to criticize someone as dignified and awesome as Michael Cohen. Says who? But Michael Cohen <laughs> screwed up this recording uh, by cutting it off right as it starts to get good. You know, right. it's like it's like you're watching, you're binge watching, uh, sh- you're binge watching Game of Thrones, and right as they're about to do the red wedding, suddenly there's a thunderstorm and all the power goes out, and you go, "Fuck! <laughs> God damn it!" <laughs> Right, just as they're talking about using cash to pay off uh, McDougal, you know, which is... uh, So uh, they say, uh, Cohen says, all the stuff, because here you never know where that company, you never know what he's... And then Trump says something to the effect of, maybe he gets hit by a truck. And then Cohen says, correct. (laughs) So I'm all over that. And I spoke to Alan about it. When it comes time for the financing, which will be... And then Trump says, wait a second, what financing? And then Cohen says, well, I'll have to pay him something. And then Trump says unintelligible pay with cash so the washington post transcript says that donald trump says something about paying with cash and then cohen says no 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 i got it and then trump says check and right at the end of check it cuts off now right right. i mean i'm not someone looking to uh exonerate donald trump in anything but it's possible that he didn't say check as in a paper check that you use to pay someone he may have been said he may have said checking or check with that other guy or maybe you know something with the word check that wasn't about a paper check because it gets right. cut off right as he says check and then it then it cuts so, I know it's really frustrating. Well, you know, we'll have more tapes to listen to soon. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's not clear from the tape, though, uh, whether Trump says don't pay with cash or something besides don't. Cohen lawyer Lanny Davis suggested on CNN, by the way, I'm so I'm so thrilled that someone like <laughs> Lanny Davis is back on the scene because... <laughs> And by, and you can tell the sarcasm in my voice. I'm not a yeah. I, I can. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of Lanny Davis. Lanny Davis is a professional carnival barker. He you know he yeah. used to go. I I knew Lanny Davis, or I was familiar with Lanny Davis back in the early '90s when he used to go on tour with G. Gordon Liddy, and they sure. used to do these mock debates with each other that were supposed yeah. to be, you know, probing looks inside, probing discussions of the issues, but they were just like the early versions of the shovel fights that we see now. Only this. Yeah. Carnival. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) These were all staged. So uh, Lanny Davis suggested on CNN shortly after the tape went public that Trump's allusion to paying with cash shows his nefarious motives. Uh, The only people who use cash are drug dealers and mobsters, Davis said. Well, 
That's kind of true. Uh, a lawyer for the Trump it organization, <laughs> Alan Futterfoss, told the uh, Post that Trump was talking about cash not as an untraceable <laughs> money, but as an alternative to Cohen's allusion to financing or loan. The notion that they were discussing using a bag of cash or green currency is ridiculous, uh, Futterfoss says. But, you know, look, who uh-huh. again, who are we talking about here? The two biggest lying sons of bitches on the goddamn planet, <laughs> Donald Trump and Michael Cohen, says who? are just, I mean, why in the world would anyone give them the benefit of the doubt, even for a yeah. second? I mean, I'll tell you, even apart from what's actually on that tape, yeah. what struck me about it <clears throat> was the fact that it it just sounds so mob. <laughs> yeah, it really it's does. A, it's a mob mentality, you know. Trump talking about, you know, never know what'll happen. He might get hit by a truck. That kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, know. This, this is like, we're talking Tony Soprano here. Yeah, and, it's all coded language and first names and, you know, nothing is entirely clear. It's just, it's just yeah. shady enough that they can wiggle through. And that's what, I mean, Donald Trump's entire presidency is Donald Trump wiggling through big loopholes in the system. And in this case, well, I guess I guess this is something he's been doing since, uh, since he first appeared on the scene, is just wiggling around the fringes of the system and, and exploiting all the loopholes in uh, real yeah, well, estate development and loans. Well, he came, up, he came up in the New York... Uh, Construction industry, oh, which, yeah. <laughs> which you really should be your clue. Mafia. about yeah. yeah, we're talking mobbed up to the hilt. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, my grandfather uh, was in the had his own construction company in Manhattan. It was a, they did a lot of subcontracting for uh, companies like Otis Elevator and so on. And oh, uh-huh. my God, the, the stories I have heard about oh, yeah. the mafia influence in New York construction, New York real estate and so on, New York building, uh, building construction and so forth. Uh, uh, all of this just fits perfectly. And, you know, I'm surprised that we haven't really gotten into, in any of this Donald Trump intrigue, into his links to the mafia and, and how how a lot of his business practices are kind of mafia-style business practices. I mean, let's Absolutely. Face it. You know, when it all comes out eventually, we're going to be amazed at how much stuff there is. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's what, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, the Mueller investigation is not moving as quickly as we'd like it to. And I think the positive uh, interpretation of that is there's just so much crap. There's just so much stuff. And I still feel like we haven't even seen the the bulk of the iceberg that's still lurking below the surface of... of yeah. Of Did you see the New York Times today uh, says that uh, Mueller is going to be examining Trump's tweets ah. for, for evidence of, uh, of uh, obstruction of justice? Well, yeah, I should fucking <laughs> hope so. I mean, because oh, I know. these are these are official. These are not. I, I think what happens is, is uh, the Republican uh, Trump supporters in Congress. Uh, regard Twitter as just a playground over there. Oh, yeah, all the kids are fucking around over in the playground and eating sand over there, but we're not really... I mean, that's, that's, it's all immature stuff, but we're not going to pay attention to that. We're not going to deal in that. We're not going to enter into the playground and start eating sand with all of those idiots over there. And, and that's, the, that's the attitude, but for God's sake, these are official presidential statements and absolutely they're which, public statements by yeah. the president of the united states and and you know they definitely have more weight than uh you know just my comments on twitter well and uh, and that's why you know Mueller's looking at this stuff that not as the sole evidence of obstruction mm-hmm. but he's building a case and that's yep. going to be part of it i'm sure well thank you so much my friend for being on the show today can you stick around for the uh, post-mortem show for about 10 15 minutes Sure thing. All right, we're going to jump in right after the credits roll. Charles Johnson can be found at Little Green Footballs, and uh, you can catch all of his tweets at uh, Green. What is it? Green underscore footballs. Uh, yes, Green underscore footballs on Twitter. There it is. And uh, by the way, you can listen to Buzz Burbank at buzzburbank.com. Uh, Jackie Schechner can be found at investigaterussia.org. The Mark and Lowell Show is at realmnetwork.com. Uh, Stephanie Miller is at stephaniemiller.com. Kimberly Johnson is at patreon.com slash startmeup. That's her podcast. No relation to Charles Johnson, by the way, or Chuck C. Johnson. Uh, David Ferguson is at patreon.com slash report. That is his podcast. And Jen, Kirk- Jen Kirkman's tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com. All right, take it easy, folks. We'll see you on the, pa- the post-mortem show. Bye-bye.